0: CHAPTER FOUR As the sun rose above the horizon the next morning, I stood by the small stream where I drink each day. Rough grasses, mixed with fallen leaves and pine needles, ran right down to the water. The sun was just barely visible through a gap in the forest trees. "'From the water that gave birth to us,' I said, and dipped my right forehoof into the water. It was the beginning of the morning ritual. "'From the grass that feeds us,' I said, and moved back to crush a small tuft of grass beneath the same hoof. For the freedom that unites us, I spread my arms wide. We rise to the stars. I looked with all four of my eyes at the rising sun. I sighed. This was really pretty pointless. I had never been a big believer in all the rituals. I mean, if you're going to be a warrior, you have to do it. And any heiress who gets caught rushing through the ritual is verbally reprimanded. But still, I was about a billion earth-miles from my homeworld. It was hard to see why I should still be acting like a good little warrior cadet. I was all alone among aliens. Who cared if I performed the rituals? I bowed low. Freedom is my only cause. Duty to the people, my only guide. Obedience to my prince, my only glory. I hesitated. Tobias had landed in the tree above. The destruction of my enemies, my most solemn vow. I straightened up again, then assumed the fighting stance. I, Aximile Eskeruth the Andalite Warrior Cadet, offer my life. With that, I drew my tail blade forward and pressed it against my own throat. Then I relaxed my tail. This was the part of the ritual that called for contemplation. You were supposed to think about the parts of the ritual and ask yourself if you were living up to all of it. The destruction of my enemies, is my most solemn vow. That was the part that stayed in my thoughts. I had not destroyed my enemy. My enemy was terrible and powerful, and if I tried to destroy him, I would be the one killed. But that did not matter. What mattered was the enemy, the creature who had murdered my brother. Not in battle, but as he lay almost helpless. It was the humans who told me the rest of Elfingor's story. As the dome went crashing into Earth's sea, my brother's fighter was damaged by the Yerks. He landed in an abandoned construction site. There were five human youths passing by. Jake, Cassie, Marco, Rachel, and Tobias. Elfangor was dying, and he knew that Earth was now defenseless. He told the five youths about the Yerk threat. And then he did what he should not have done. He gave them a weapon to fight the Yerks. He gave them the Andalite power to morph. Never in all of history has any non-Andalite been given the power to morph. It's against our major law, the law of Ciro's kindness. Only one other creature can morph, the Yurk who invaded and took over an Andalite body. He is the only Andalite controller. There are hundreds of thousands of hork and Taxons and humans enslaved that way, but only one Andalite. Only one Yurk has an Andalite body and the power to morph. The Abomination. viscer Three. The humans told me of Elfingor's last battle. How Visser Three had morphed into a huge, monstrous creature. How Elfingor had fought to the very end, lashing out helplessly. How Visser Three had opened his jaws and... The humans don't know it, but if Elfingor had lived, he would have been in huge trouble. He would have been demoted, at the very least. He would no longer have been a prince. Elfingor, as the great hero, would have been finished. The destruction of my enemies, my most solemn vow. I had faced Visor three more than once. He was still living. I had no excuse, except that I was still just an heiress. If I were a full warrior, it would have been total dishonor for me. Elfingor would have had the courage if it had been me killed by Visser Three, Elfengor would have gone right after him. But I guess I'm not Elfingor. Hey, X-Man. What's up? I am fine, Tobias, I said. Actually, I was not fine. Tobias being there reminded me that I had something planned for this morning, and I was nervous. Maybe that's why the morning ritual had not left me feeling calm like it was supposed to. I was planning to do something very frightening, I was planning to go to school. Not to be too curious or anything, but what was that you were doing? I've seen you do it before. The morning ritual. It reminds a warrior to be humble and to serve the people. Sounds good, Tobias said. Yikes! Um, Axe, don't step back. In fact, don't move at all. What is wrong? I asked. Don't you hear that? I listened. That rattling, hissing sound? I've heard that before. It's a rattlesnake, right by your leg. They're poisonous, you know. Ah, no, I didn't know. I turned to face the snake. I saw it coiled in the leaves. What I did not see was when it struck. It was too fast. Too fast to see, let alone avoid. Luckily, the fangs hit my hoof. I whipped my tail forward and pressed the snake against the ground, holding it immobile. It squirmed and made the rattling sound with its tail. "'Better get rid of it,' Tobias advised. But I had a different idea. I focused on the snake. I began to acquire it, absorbing the snake's DNA into my system. "'You want to be able to morph a rattlesnake?' Tobias asked, sounding dubious. "'It's very fast,' I said. "'And I have fewer earth morphs than the others. It may be useful someday.' The snake had gone limp, the way animals always do when you acquire them. When I was done and the snake's DNA was within me, I used my tail to flip it away into some bushes. So, Tobias asked, are you still going ahead with your get-to-know-the-humans plan? Yes, I may be on this planet for a long time. I should be using this time to learn about humans, even though I think I may have behaved badly at the movie. Tobias laughed. He laughed for quite a while. Yeah, I heard about that. You just need to stay away from chocolate. I am not prepared for taste. The experience is very powerful. Perhaps I should not morph into a human anymore. Don't sweat it, Tobias said. But speaking of taste, you realize there's this big mystery about you. A big mystery? Yeah, no one wants to ask you because they think maybe it's rude, but everyone wants to know how you eat with no mouth. "'How I eat?' I repeated, puzzled. "'Well, I I have have hooves, don't I?' Okay. Okay, Tobias said. "'I'll mind my own business.' We started moving through the woods. I ran at a good speed. I enjoyed leaping fallen logs and dodging through dense patches of thorny bushes. I was getting to know this forest well. As I ran and leaped, Tobias flew overhead. At times he would rise through the canopy of trees and disappear from my sight. At other times, he would flit from tree to tree, silent, swift. In school, during xenobiology, we had a section on humans, I told Tobias. It mostly involved human television programs, news shows, entertainment, music. Music? You mean like MTV? You were watching music videos on the Andalit homeworld? I don't remember what they were. I... I didn't pay very much attention to xenobiology. I wish I had now. A warrior is supposed to be a scientist and an artist, as well as a fighter. But I didn't always enjoy that other stuff, so I didn't pay much attention. I suppose humans always pay attention in school. Absolutely, Tobias said. That's why I'm such an expert on the War of 1812. A war? Tell me about it. I was kidding. I don't know anything about the War of 1812.
1: We're just about there.
0: Are you ready to start? We had reached a narrow spur of woods. Normally, I would not have dared go this far, because it was surrounded on three sides by human habitations. But Tobias was overhead, keeping his incredibly keen eyes open for any danger. Yes, I'm ready. Jake and Cassie are coming across the field. Time for you to morph. Time to get human. Tobias, will you... I mean, you'll be alone today, while I'm with the others. "'What? Like I can't get along without you, Man? "'I have places to go, things to do, feathers to preen, rodents to eat. "'Besides, Ax, Jake has already asked me to fly cover over the school while you're in there. "'I don't know why, but it made me feel better to think that Tobias would be in the sky above me all day. "'Sometimes I think Tobias and I could be true shorm. "'A shorm is a true friend, someone you never lie to, someone who knows all your secrets.' The word shorm means tailblade. See, it's supposed to mean a person you would trust so much, they could put their tailblade right up against your throat, and you wouldn't even worry. Sometimes I think Tobias and I could be like that. We are both cut off from our own people. We're both alone. But if we were friends, I would have no secrets from Tobias. And even though he was a hawk in form, he was still a human. And I am an Andalite. And no matter how much I wished for a real friend, there had to be a wall between my people and the humans. Between me and the humans. Getting too close to any alien species is a mistake. We are taught that. We may protect them, defend them, care for them. But they can never be deep friends.